0: Today, Joe Biden warns of a nuclear Armageddon. Kanye West joins Tucker Carlson and an Arizona libertarian candidate wants to debate the age of consent. They said it would never go that far. That slippery slope will get you every time. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez and uh, today's episode is brought to you by healthy cell They've got a bunch of great supplements to help with literally everything sleep focus a general multivitamin. They taste great My whole family loves them. We use them exclusively. You got to go to healthycellcom news use code news for 20% off of your first order I'm joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, we've got Alex Stein, Primetime 99, Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle, also Blaze TV contributor, and Taylor Hansen, investigative journalist, Taylor Hansen. It's the
1: quietest I've ever seen Stein.
0: I know, it's I just didn't even I, say it. It's just because I talk
1: over. Yeah, because we're, we're kind of starting off slow, but I know this episode is going to be, as they say, wiki wiki wild, as Will Smith so, said. So, Taylor,
0: I was actually, I was trying to talk over the whole time, so he didn't do what he just oh, did there. Oh and you ruined it. I I
1: know, because I always do mess up the intro whenever Sarah (laughs) goes He's like, so let me tell you about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot to say in a short amount of time. We need to make the show two hours.
0: Management, he does not mean that. We do not need to make the show two hours. I have things to do. Um, All right, so... Let's get into all of these, I mean, oh, you know, nuclear war, World War III, Armageddon. These are all things that should cause some sort of alarm bells uh, going off in your head, but it's just another day for Joe Biden. Uh, So while speaking at a Democrat fundraiser last night, Biden reportedly said Putin is, quote, not joking, end quote, about using nuclear weapons against Ukraine. He also said... We have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis, and we have a direct threat of the use of nuclear weapons if, in fact, things continue down the path they are going. Uh, Now, this comes after the United States federal government announced a $290 million purchase of uh, a drug that is used to treat severe radiation sickness. Is that end plate? End plate? Could they just could they just spell things appropriately so that I know how to pronounce them? That would be helpful. Um, So the DHHS said of this purchase, this is part of our ongoing work for preparedness and radiological security. It has not been accelerated by the situation in Ukraine. That is, there's nothing to see here. It's just a coincidence. It has not been accelerated by that. Um, But, oh, there's going to be a nuclear war and everyone's going to die. So congrats, guys. Just another day in Joe Biden's America.
1: I'm looking forward to WW3. I mean, you know, I, I missed out on WW2 and, uh, you know, Afghanistan was kind of anticlimactic. So I'm ready to ride this wave. Uh, if you see me joining the Ukrainian Foreign Legion, I'm going straight to the front line. I think that's the next move in this, you know, proxy war, just to put my life on the line. The
2: way that you said WW3 was like, it was like WWE. I know. That's the vibe <laughs>
1: that it has because this is a proxy war. I mean, it's so obvious that America does definitely wants to probably encourage Putin to drop a nuclear bomb. I mean, I know that sounds It's probably insane. I know I'm a conspiracy theorist, but they want to antagonize him as much as possible in order to cross the line so that it does become the West versus Putin, which it already is. But they just want it to be, you know, ramp it up to 11, as they say. The intelligence agencies are having an absolute blast right now.
0: I don't think that's true, Taylor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just a a little bit of fun. I mean, they're they're upping contracts on anti-radiation medicine but it has absolutely nothing to do with nuclear war they just want to be prepared
0: you know i remember the days when donald trump got in office and everyone told us that donald trump mm. was going to start world war three we were going to be in a war- can you believe this guy has the <laughs> nuclear codes he's gonna get us into world world war three how did that turn out
1: well i mean we're here and i, I wouldn't be surprised if we you know, this is my tinfoil hat, but have you ever heard of the false flag attack? I just wouldn't be surprised if a nuclear bomb goes off, but we might not know who drops it. Wink, wink. Just like these Nord Stream
0: pipelines, it just somehow, uh, you know, Well, what is itself. your, this is the the conspiracy theorist, so what is your conspiracy theory. If you who don't, did it? If you do not think America
1: was involved in the Nord Stream pipeline, you are insane. Stein, I'm going to have to interrupt
2: you, bro. No conspiracies here. This is Blaze TV, yeah, okay? You allowed. know, it was clearly it was clearly Russia that sabotaged their own pipeline because that makes a lot of sense.
1: Well, climate change, they don't want to affect the well, climate. energy can.
2: dominance, you know. Mm. I mean, why why would they want to be, you know, dominant over all of Europe? We might as well just get rid of that now.
0: Uh, So yesterday, Zelensky, speaking of Russia and Ukraine, Zelensky called on NATO to launch preemptive (laughs) strikes against Mm -hmm. Russia so that they know what will happen if they use a nuke. He said that it was the only way to exclude the possibility of nuclear weapons by Russia. Now his office has already tried to uh, walk back these remarks. Well, at least Ukraine also knows what it feels like to have to constantly walk back your leader's remarks the next day. They're sitting in, in the control room going like, oh... Not again. Um, But uh, they said that Zelensky was referring to preventive sanctions ahead of Russia's planned full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Um, So preemptive strike on Russia. Zelensky is calling for NATO to do this. A little scary. I I would like to believe that NATO is laughing it off, but... um, I think this guy has a little bit too big of a head at this point. He's been getting all of this money from uh you know America. He's been he's been getting all of these foreign funds. We're all funneling money into him so that they can well I would say so that they can have all of this expensive military equipment, but I'm not sure that we've actually seen any of the receipts of where that money is actually going. He's on the cover of Vogue. He gets to call all these shots. And then he goes to NATO and tries to tell them to just, oh, I don't know, get themselves involved in a war.
1: Well, I mean, he's the puppet for the new world order. I mean, that's what basically NATO is. And it's just Ukraine literally saying that them being in NATO is what basically started this whole entire fiasco. So... If that was all they had to do is not be a part of NATO and that would stop World War III, I don't even think they would do it because they want World War III to happen. So that's how mm. sick these people are.
2: Yeah. I mean, it seems very intentional. I mean, we've given this guy billions and billions and billions of dollars. And so, you know, what, what, so what if we launch a preemptive strike? You know, we're just going to give him billions of dollars anyways. No, but this is clearly intentional. They want us to go into World War III because how I always say it is there is no more profitable time than wartime. That's when the most money in the world is ever made.
0: Mm. Um, So I want to switch gears here uh, and talk about Joe and Hunter Biden. Uh, Yesterday, The Washington Post, of course, reported that federal agents believe they do have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes and making a false statement in connection with the purchase of a gun. By the way, like this has been information that's been out for a very long time. We covered it on the show. These are documents that have been readily available. So it's nice for the FBI to finally uh, catch up to the rest of us. And uh, while discussing this particular report that had just come out, NBC hosts brought up the accusations against Hunter regarding Ukraine and Burisma, and uh, they came to the conclusion that he did nothing illegal because there's no evidence he was inappropriately giving foreign countries information from his family. Watch.
2: There's a lot of people who evade taxes or are never prosecuted criminally, so that's going to be a big issue in this case in terms of like corruption, conflict of interest. We've never heard a hint that that was that there were potential criminal charges there because hunter biden wasn't an office holder it was perfectly legal for him to take money from (laughs) foreign governments uh as long as it wasn't he wasn't inappropriately giving them information from his family or something there's no hint of that as bad as it looks we should all acknowledge it looked terrible Uh he did this while his father was vice president and in charge of ukraine issues and he was Hmm. taking fifty thousand dollars a month from that energy company but no hint that that he was ever going to be charged on that count (laughs)
0: Listen, there's no no evidence that that he was using that relationship. There's no evidence that Joe Biden uh, flew him on uh, his jet when he was vice president to go to China and meet with these people. There's no evidence of Hunter's business partners uh, being let in the White House, signing the White House visitor logs. There's no no evidence, honestly, to anything if it is something that we don't want the narrative uh, to be We're just going to say that there's no evidence for any of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, MSNBC is smoking the strongest fentanyl-laced copium I've ever seen. I mean, just for them to look us straight into a camera and say, well, there's no hint that there is any sort of you know, illegal business dealing. It's obvious that there is, and that's what I'm worried about, is that we don't focus on that, and then they just say, oh, well, he lied and said that he wasn't a drug addict on a form to get a gun, which is, you know, even if that is a crime, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't care about this. This is like the crack pipe. Give us the illegal business dealings with China mm-hmm. and the Ukraine and tell us, you know, connect the dots to why we are now in World War III and it all goes back to Hunter Biden and his thong and his crack pipe. <laughs> now, I'm glad you touched on it
2: because I really my worry on this is, you know, conservative media is going crazy because, you know, MSNBC wants to talk about Hunter for the first time. We saw, you know, last time they talked about Hunter, it didn't go anywhere. But if they actually do charge, you know, if. If the corrupt DOJ, because that's what they are right now under this administration, is willing to charge Hunter Biden, it's going to be for the lesser crimes, for Mm -hmm. the gun charge, for Mm -hmm. things like that. It's not going to be for the fact that there's evidence of him engaging in human trafficking or drug smuggling. They're not going to actually charge him on the real things or the corrupt business dealings. It's just going to be, oh, yeah, you know, crack addict got a gun.
1: Well, I just had to say, and his dad can pardon him. So it's like mm-hmm. they're gonna—they're probably gonna convict him of something really small, and then just have him, have his dad pardon him. But if they convicted him of something actually bad, and his dad pardoned him, there would be more outrage. So,
0: so I, I mean, I feel like there should be outrage any time <laughs> a father would pardon his own son, regardless of what <laughs> the crime is. But um, I also am not so tribal that I like can't see that objectively for what it is. Um, you guys keep dropping. Uh, crack pipe references and drug references. So I think we'll just kind of go with that flow to the next story here. Uh, (laughs) Yesterday, Joe Biden announced he will pardon all proper offenses of simple (laughs) marijuana possession. Uh, He tweeted out, There are thousands of people who were previously convicted of simple possession who may be denied employment, housing or educational opportunities as a result. Uh, My pardon will remove this burden. He also urged governors to follow suit uh, regarding state marijuana offenses and instructed Secretary of Health and Human Services Javier Becerra and Attorney General Merrick Garland to begin reviewing how marijuana is classified under federal drug laws. It's currently a Schedule 1 substance is the same as heroin and LSD. Fentanyl is currently a Schedule II substance. Now, (laughs) I want to get your your take on this, guys, but I, I did find it interesting because Maj Touré, who has been on this program before, did this whole long tweet thread about this particular issue and said that if you actually look at the full uh, not, you go past the press release and look at the full statement of what he is actually doing, if you go and look at how many people are are behind bars right now federally, it's zero.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's literally zero, mm-hmm. is what he says. He went back and did all of the research and the digging, and he says, this is zero, so this, he, this is just him just trying to get more votes in the midterm elections, I guess, just posturing and saying like, well, we're gonna pardon all of those people that are behind federal bars for these m- marijuana possession. And j- if you go in and you look at it, actually what he's talking about, it's actually literally zero people. Well, it's all fake.
1: But to be honest, you know, marijuana probably should be scheduled or well, not should probably it should be scheduled as a lesser drug. And, you know, if you look at Kamala Harris with her three strikes laws in California, putting people in jail for life for possession of marijuana. Like you said, this doesn't even help other people that are in federal prison for it. So it's all just a smokescreen. And uh, should the marijuana laws be changed? Yes. But when they just like lie and, you know, do something like this, it should outrage people because it doesn't even benefit anybody because nobody's really in jail for federal nonviolent mm-hmm. possession of marijuana.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everyone that is in jail for, I mean, what, you know, what he's essentially pardoning is all at the state level. So it mm-hmm. literally right. has exactly. yeah. no factor, you know, into actually changing any policy right. or changing anything. And, you know, what I saw is, I mean, obviously he's clearly just trying to buy votes and launder votes in the midterms, but you had Beto O'Rourke right afterwards mm-hmm. say literally the exact same thing, but say, you know, we're going to do it on a state level and we're going to decriminalize marijuana. And, you know, yeah, I might agree with him. Not, I don't think we should decriminalize marijuana, maybe make it medical for veterans, things like that. But I mean, it's clearly, it's, it's very obvious that they're just buying votes here. It's not real, realistically going to do anything.
0: Yeah, I okay. and I, I know we have one more story to get to here, but I, I go back and forth on the legalization um, issue because the libertarian in me wants to be like, yeah, if someone mm-hmm. wants to do that, whatever. But I also see what crap holes have become of mm-hmm. like Colorado and all of these places, California, all of these places that have gone so far to legalize it. It just, it, it just becomes like it, very dirty. There's, you know, uh, home, more homeless people. And I mean, I, trust me, that's also Democrat policies, but man, I, it just, it just, I feel like it, you down.
1: Mm-hmm. It definitely does, but at the same time, you can go to any corner and get a you know bottle of liquor for like two bucks and drink Everclear. So I'm not saying that uh, we should outlaw alcohol, but you know, human beings should have the right to choose what they want to do. It's I know so. it sounds easy. It's- I know, but but go back I,
0: and forth on for it. For me,
1: though, I think the legalization of it, and getting the government involved. I know that's not a conservative value. It's because there's a lot of benefits where mm-hmm. the government could be benefiting instead of these cartels in Mexico. So at the end of the day, it's like it's a problem that you're never going to fix. The war on drugs, drugs won that war. So yeah, you know, absolutely. it's kind of like we need to be a little more pragmatic. That doesn't mean that does not mean that we should legalize everything. But with the amount of fentanyl that kids are using, and I, I just have to say this, I'd rather kids be on weed than fentanyl. And that's the sad reality we, we live in, where everybody's on some sort of uh, substance.
0: Yeah, I. Um, so I, I want to make sure that we, we hit this here. I just, oh my God, these people are, are too much. New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, today declared a state of emergency. <laughs> this is a state of emergency for New York over the 17,000 illegal immigrants that have arrived in the city since April. That is so rich. Listen. In the next few weeks, we'll be opening a large humanitarian emergency response and relief center on Randall's Island
3: that will safely house hundreds of people who have found themselves in New York City at their long journey from our southern border. I will be there to welcome them, to stay with them, (laughs) to hear their
1: stories. Mm
3: -hmm. But unless we take
0: immediate action, Mm -hmm. that center will be full in days and we will have to open another in another in another, sounds, even as winter weather arrives as a result uh-oh. of that reality. Mm-hmm. Today, I am declaring a state of emergency in the city of New York and issuing an executive order. This
3: executive order will formally direct all okay, relevant agencies <laughs> to coordinate
0: their efforts to construct the humanitarian <laughs> <order> relief centers. <laughs> uh, wow. OK, so he says uh, that one in five people in the city's shelter system is a migrant, which is creating the crisis. Mm. And um, just so we're clear here, the mayor in El Paso, who is a Democrat, the Democrat mayor in El Paso, Texas, is sending more migrants to New York City than Governor Abbott has. <laughs> so maybe that should tell you something. I feel, I feel really bad for them. That is, golly, what it must be like to be a, a border's, oh wait, that's, oh, that's not New York. Nope. Oh, but, but, but it's a state of emergency for them. For us, it's just fine. We just, just should just continue letting them back in. Yeah, if only Tuesday. there was something, though, could you But Okay, but could you think of anything that we could do to, like, make sure that these people don't come over?
1: I don't know. We could give them a better cell phone. We could, uh, you know, maybe give them first-class tickets. Because, I, like I said, I've said this a lot, I think we're flying them on Spirit, and that's a crime itself. These, these uh, migrants deserve... After their long journey here, they definitely deserve at least Delta or American Airlines. So, yeah, I, I don't think we're doing enough, honestly. We need to do more... Uh, to help these uh, migrants because you know the American working class they can handle it. I mean just the fact that people can't you know afford to fill up their gas tank or buy a home uh, that's worth it to help more migrants uh, come to America and get to go to the Big Apple.
0: I don't think I'm gonna get anything but sarcasm from either of these guys today. Well, isn't it, no. isn't uh, it just
1: so
2: bigoted that you know people are actually oh upset about immigrants coming to this country about a language barrier I mean I can walk down to Dallas and for the first time in years you know I can go and try and strike up a conversation with somebody and they don't speak a lick of English but that I I really enjoy that, you know, not having people in my country that don't actually even speak the language. That's my favorite thing. Um,
0: All right, we got to go to a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Nusu Labs. Uh, So losing weight is really hard. I get it. All right, whether it be cravings or, you know, a lot of people work from home now, which means you're constantly in the pantry rooting around for something that you really should not be eating. Uh, But you got to try this weight control formula from Nusu Labs. Uh, It's it's filled with antioxidants and it maximizes your metabolism. It will keep you away from all of those empty calories safely. You're not going to feel those some, some weight loss pills you, you're like jittery and stuff, and it's like dangerous. This is not that. I have tried it. It is amazing, and they guarantee you will lose up to three pounds in your first week, guaranteed, or your money back. So you have nothing to lose here except the weight. He makes fun of me for saying that, but it's true. Right now, you can get a free bottle with your order at nusulabs.com/y. That is n-u-s-u-labs.com/y. Kanye West went on Tucker Carlson last night and uh, suggested, now remember, this is this whole big controversy of uh, he dared wear a shirt that said, hold on, I'm not sure if they're going to have to like bleep, bleep it, it, right, probably, they're going to have to censor this part of the program out. That is so crazy. crazy. Are you ready? Yeah, Are you I'm ready? This is a jar. White Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. He dared wear a shirt that says White Lives Matter, and now he is in deep, deep doo doo. Extremely racist. A big controversy. So he sat down with Tucker Carlson, and he suggested that the Clintons were manipulating him through Kim Kardashian Watch.
3: It was wild that I didn't know how close my own wife was to the Clintons. I didn't know, you know.
1: <laughs> how weird that was it it at thing. the time.
3: That you were married to her. And well I was married to her. How close was she to the Clintons? I mean cell phone away, like or hey, tell ye to say this away, or hey, go out and use your platform to push uh, the vaccination away. I mean not away, but like take like the away part but you Do know. you feel like yeah. at times you were manipulated by political forces through your wife? attempt manipulation, but yes, there was some manipulation. Me not saying I like Trump was a a form of uh, a manipulation.
0: All right. Well, he's letting all of the dirty laundry out. Uh, By the way, he really is letting all of the dirty laundry out. If you are uh, somewhat addicted to like Hollywood gossipy type stuff, go follow his Instagram page because he gets (laughs) wild on there. Uh, He also explained in this interview that he is unapologetically pro-life and does not care about people's responses watch
3: the lanyard's still on from it and there's a photograph on it what is that it's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound why is that and that you designed that yes why what does that mean Uh, it just represents life I'm pro-life boy so you wear it on a badge what what kind of response to you and and good amen i agree i don't care about people's responses i care about the fact that there's more Black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% I'm of black good. death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God.
0: Gee, imagine if only the black community had more people like Kanye actually speaking those types of truths. Imagine, imagine what Chicago would be like if there were more Kanye's around telling people, I don't care what you think, I'm pro-life, I also believe white lives matter as well, and um, there are too many black babies being aborted, so maybe we should uh, get our crap together and stop doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. I think this will go down as the moment, and I think Candace Owens is doing a funeral for Black Lives Matter, but this is the moment (laughs) that (laughs) Kanye basically eulogized Black Lives Matter and that Mm -hmm. that movement is done. And I think that's the most brilliant thing that uh, he's done with this latest, uh, you know, stunt or whatever you want to call it, interview with my biological dad. I think this is the official (laughs) nail in the coffin of BLM.
0: Yeah
2: i mean it's very refreshing to see you know especially someone with the status of kanye within the black community come out and speak about the effects of abortion specifically on the black community in new york Mm -hmm. that's an analogy that i don't hear a lot of people use there's one that i like to say is you know if you see a pregnant black woman on the subway in new york she's more likely on the way to have that baby aborted than have an ultrasound done and if to put that into those words it's i mean that's it's sadistic it's straight up demonic uh, what the abortion industry does. And, you know, in, in another part of this interview that you didn't play, he talked about Margaret Sanger and the fact that, you know, Planned mm-hmm. Parenthood is literally just a eugenics, eugenics lab. yeah. And, I mean, this is huge. We've never had someone with his amount of status in the black community come out and say this. I think it's going to change a lot of minds.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because as the Kanye thing is going on, um, there was also a a PBS interview that was done with Representative Cori Bush, who is, I believe she's like an honorary member of the squad. So she Mm -hmm. is, she's very radical. Um, Baldy. Yeah. And so she, Is it? this is a really, really difficult, um, difficult topic here, but on the subject of abortion, she said, in this interview, I'm gonna play the clip for you, she said that she changed her mind about getting an abortion when she was 19, but the abortionist went through with the procedure anyway, and this is a, like, this is a very pro-abortion person, so try to wrap your head around this as she's talking,
4: watch. I thought I was ready, and I went in, and I went through all the steps, because they were like, you. it's almost like an assembly line, you know, you go from room to room, and, I got into the last room. I, I was helped up onto the table by the nurse and I laid there and I started to think, well, one, I didn't tell the father that that was about to happen. Wow. Um, I, and I just, I just felt like I needed more time. So I said, no, you know what? I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And the nurse just, you know, wouldn't listen to me. And I said, no, I'm not ready. And as I'm saying no, they continued to pull the instruments and, you know, get everything ready. They ended up putting, during this time, they put the instrument inside me and started the instrument. So it was, and I'm saying no, but it was too late because you couldn't stop once it started. How in the
0: world can someone who has had that happen to them still continue to push for this abortion industry. I mean, literally, her pinned tweet right now on her Twitter feed is, I'm proud to announce the Row the Vote Reproductive Freedom Tour across Missouri. People everywhere need to know that Dems are the pro-human rights, pro-bodily autonomy, pro-reproductive justice party fighting to protect our fundamental rights. This is how we win. Uh... No, because what that what what just happened to her because of the policies that she and her ilk are advocating is not. that, Where's the bodily autonomy in that? Where is it? Where's the pro human rights in that? It blows my mind how these people can support these causes and then say, yeah, this this thing happened, but you should definitely continue to support the abortion industry. They're great.
1: Well, Misery loves company because she had that horrible experience, and I really find it, I mean, cute and really sad when she describes the instrument that she's describing as basically a vacuum. I mean, they mm-hmm. euthanize a the baby and suck it out of you, so she's trying to, like, you know, whitewash that. Like, Which, it's not... by
0: the way, it means it was farther along yeah. than... Oh,
1: for sure, yeah. and, and the guilt that she you could tell that she still had that she didn't tell the baby's father. I mean, this is just such a nightmare for her to tell that story, but in my mind, you either go two ways, where she would be staunchly anti-abortion, or she's going to be, hey, I got taken advantage, so I want other people to get taken advantage of. It's that victim mentality, and the left is like the you know they love victimhood, and it's just weird for her to go there and say that she was basically the victim of an unwanted abortion while still wanting and and you know campaigning for abortion. It's just a juxtaposition that's almost incomprehensible.
0: That's the thing is that I like I would understand it more if that mm-hmm. that happened to her, but she just didn't share it, like. It, I'm, I'm trying to reason right. out, like, why do you... that You share think, that that happens yeah, to you and I, then push for more women to have that happen I, to them. I think
2: the mask kind of slipped off during the interview. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you, you have the politician, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, that everyone knows, but then you have the real human being because these people, a lot of them are real human beings other than the ones that are demons. Mm-hmm. But her specifically, I mean, you could definitely see that, you know, she was emotional there. And she's just... The way she's describing it, literally getting... I mean, she said no multiple times, you know, and it's like the, the entire Democratic Party is you know, so pro-abortion that I don't even know how you can have a representative put out, you know, an interview like this and then not receive pushback or even, you know, her constituents, especially watching this, even (laughs) as someone who was pro-abortion, I used to be pro-abortion. I did all the Baby Lives Matter stuff once I actually learned the truth about it. But, you know, just as a constituent watching this who, yeah, could be vehemently pro-abortion up until the day that it's born, you watch this and you see the kind of pain in her voice, Mm -hmm. the pain in her eyes. It's like, That should at least change your mind a little bit or make you start questioning why she's saying something on Twitter, but then saying something completely opposite during an interview.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's go ahead and uh, take another quick break. We will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So Omega XL is there for those of you who have reached a certain age where maybe just everything hurts and uh, you're walking around with a limp and someone's like, well, what did you do? You're like, I don't know. I rolled out of bed and now I hurt. Uh, you got to try Omega XL. It can be life-changing, seriously, if you are living in pain, whether it be arthritis or what what have you. Um, it, what it does is it attacks the inflammation that is in your body, which is the root cause of your pain. So it's not going to mask it. It's not going to be a Band-Aid. It is actually going to solve the problem. It is made from an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, which, you know, I think sometimes men are like, oh, if it's natural, it doesn't work. But it does. I have tried it. It's worked for me. Pat Gray uh, has tried it as well. It's worked for him. It can work for you. And again, it really can be life-changing to get out of pain. So if you order a bottle of Omega XL now, you can get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com slash news. That is OmegaXL.com slash news. question um why are the people who like become the head of the libertarian party so weird (laughs) i don't know why why i mean it seems reasonable when you like broach the surface you're like yeah i mean you know like leave everyone alone and you know all these things and then they say something and you go like oh well That's kind of gross. Do you you actually mean that? (laughs) Yeah, like, wait a second. So that's what happened uh, last night during Arizona's Senate debate. The, The libertarian candidate, Mark Victor, said that, yes, the age of consent should be up for debate. Watch.
2: We are a constitutional republic, not an unrestricted democracy. Today, everything is up for a vote. Very little should be up for a vote, like, for example who should represent the good people of the state of Arizona. That should be up for a vote. Okay. What should yeah. the age of consent Wait, be? This is something oh, that reasonable Wait, minds disagree on. That should be up for a vote. Absolutely but everything, everything else that, that we are voting on <laughs> that has anything to do with your body, your property, your money, your time, that's what freedom is about, folks. None of that should be up for a vote.
0: <laughs> he, like, and he was so passionate and it was so like well rehearsed and he's delivering it so fiery and you're like yeah so you yeah, should be like, able yeah. to uh, to mm-hmm. elect your representatives wait what you want to do what with my children it's
2: like he tried to just like someone sneak it in there yeah. he's, like, he's like everyone's going to be so riled up that I'm talking about a constitutional republic you know telling everybody that we should put certain things to a vote and that <laughs> we should just agree on things and then all of a sudden boom let us screw younger kids and you're like whoa Wait, did I, did I
0: hear that right? No, wait, what? You Like, you're a fan of child diddling and you're <laughs> running for office? That's where the Libertarian Party loses me. Now, I know that there are people who call themselves Libertarians who would vehemently disagree with that particular issue, but why do they always choose the weirdos to represent them who do?
1: Yeah, I know, I mean, one of my good buddies, uh, Reed Coverdale, he's, you know, a popular li- libertarian. I, I broached the subject with him and he obviously is staunchly against it. So it's just, you know, I think this is just the uh, fringe minority that actually want to change the age of consent. Uh, because you even said it earlier, we all have a lot of libertarian, you know, mindset, mm-hmm. but this is where he goes a little, this is a little too much liberty, if you ask me. So we should have. Age of consent laws, and I think it's pretty much universally accepted, you know, that it is 18. I think some states it's 17, but uh, I think that those laws don't need to
0: change whatsoever. Yeah, it's really
2: yeah. You know, I, I will really say, I, I kind of felt bad for the guy. I was watching the debate live, Did you know, you? and they were, they well at first okay. they were they kept skipping over him. It was just Masters and Kelly just going back and forth, and this guy's just standing in the corner alone, like waiting to get his shot, you know, and then they they finally give it to yeah. him, and then I'm like, oh. I see why they probably <laughs> skipped over you a few times there. This but.
0: is why the Libertarian Party can't gain any traction. I agree with so many of, of your policies of what you advocate for, but you just take it too damn far. You gotta <laughs> stop. Um, so, uh, kind of on this same same vein, a uh, a convicted child molester. This is in Idaho. A convicted child molester was awarded. million in attorney fees for having their gender transition surgery delayed. This is uh, Mason Dean Edmo in 2011, uh, molested a 15-year-old boy while the boy was asleep and pled guilty to sexually abusing a minor under the age of 16, was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And of course, during his time in jail, he began to struggle. With his mm. gender identity, and now goes by the name Adri. So he sued the state of Idaho for not immediately paying for his gender transition surgery that that he had deemed medically necessary. And uh, he eventually received the surgery in 2020. And uh, yeah, he received a settlement of uh, he he was awarded 2.5 million dollars in attorneys' fees. And by the way, was transferred to the women's prison in mm. case you were wondering. In case where you were he belongs, wondering. right? Oh, of course! Because what could possibly go wrong? It's not like we've seen stories of women being uh, raped or women ending up pregnant because there's a dude with a penis in there.
2: Putting a sex
1: offender in with a bunch of women. What could Mm. possibly
0: go wrong?
1: Well, personally, I don't think that's enough money. I mean, to cut off my wiener. (laughs) I mean, two point five million dollars. A lot more than that. A lot more (laughs) than that. So that was. That's a little too cheap, but uh, yeah, this person's obviously insane, and they're probably going to enjoy their time behind bars as a uh, whatever. Uh, I, I don't even. So it's a he was a male, then he became a female, now he's in the female jail. So that's why they do it. So do you see
0: g- that lovely-looking female?
1: Yeah, she's beautiful, and that's why they do it, though, so she can be in a female <laughs> jail. So you know, she gets to be on an episode of *The Orange Is the New Black* and relax and just, I guess, smoke cigarettes illegally all day. In well, jail. We're just
2: we're awarding mental illness. I mean, society yeah. now, and it's like I, I almost don't even feel bad that this is happening now because like we did this to ourselves we allowed the culture to shift so far to whatever this i mean just this is demonic there's no other way to describe it we allowed culture to shift literally towards satan to the point of where we're awarding men for sexually abusing kids because that's literally what we did we rewarded him for raping a 15 year old kid threw him in prison oh you want two million dollars here you go
0: yeah, I mean the the money went to the attorneys, but uh, you could argue that like the reward is that you get to just play with the medical system, mm-hmm. play with the healthcare system. Well, now you now you get to get be get housed, housed with, with a, bunch a bunch of women. Of women. Yeah. yeah, and you have those attorneys on
1: retainer that can just keep you know messing mm-hmm. you know with the system and just you know, but they like this. There's people on the left that they even like this story that the person got the 2.5 million dollars because they didn't give the generous assignment surgery fast enough. You know, so in the future they be like, well, make sure to you know do the assignment surgery faster, and it won't happen to you. So that's how. Six of these people are.
0: Yeah, and it's not just child molesters, though. They're like, they want children to get Mm -hmm. the surgery quicker and quicker and quicker, Mm -hmm. even though we're seeing more and more people come out, more and more young people come out and say, I regret this, and they've ruined my body, and I was mentally ill, and they didn't help me, and now I'm stuck with this. So it's just so frustrating to see. I do think, I do think the pendulum is swinging back. I do. I think that the pendulum is swinging back. What do you guys think?
1: Well, but I think it's actually the numbers are similar to COVID. They want as many people, not just young people of all ages, transitioning because they want that population more represented. So they want that number higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there are
0: so but the more people that they push this on, the more of them come out later. As we're seeing all of these detransitioning people who yep. are saying like what you guys did to me was wrong. There's a, a lawsuit that's going on in the UK right now is like one of their biggest gender uh, transition clinics is being sued by by all of these people, and s- in some cases, their parents, by saying like, "You guys rushed my child into this, and we like, you should have taken more time. You should have taken more precautionary steps to make sure that they were ready for this." And so, I I really I feel like it's changing. Sarah,
1: there's people getting Bell's palsy and still, you know, happy <laughs> to get you know the the jab. So <sighs> fine, I was just trying
0: I to be optimistic.
2: I, <laughs> I I do see where the optimism comes from. Is like, you know, in my mind, you can only cut off a certain amount of uh, penises until, you know, it kind of swings all the way back around mm-hmm. until people start to wake up again. Um, but, I mean, it's still going to be around for, I mean, I would say probably at least 10 years, this, you know, whole trans mm-hmm. craze. And, you know, you have Matt Walsh and Lives of tiktok people like that really pushing back on the transitioning of children. But it's going to take a few more years until people really start to wake up and say, whoa 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 okay you know Mm -hmm. you guys are literally just ruining children's lives
1: well just in this past year you've seen the increase of how many times drag queen story times now churches so i just don't think we've hit that pinnacle i think the pendulum will swing they're the double down phase right now essentially
0: Mm. well i tried guys (laughs) we gotta take another quick break we'll be back Speaking of all the ways that a society is trying to, uh, I don't know, trans your kids, queer your kids. I, I don't. I don't even know anymore. All of the above. Uh, Amy Canova, chair of the National Association of School Psychologists LGBTQI2-S committee. That's a new one. It's two. It's, to, it's uh, Two Spirit, I believe. Two S. They added that. Two you did spirit. not. You did not know. Excuse me, bigot, you didn't, me, bigot? You didn't know that it is, is now LGBTQI... So I can
2: identify as a spirit,
1: is what you're saying. Yeah. Two,
0: only if it's two.
1: Yes. No, it's not... You didn't know that? No, I'm, I'm oh, a bigot. Oh, wow, bro. yeah, wow. it's terrible.
0: Okay, so next time, if you'd like to be respectful, you can refer to the Absolutely. community as the LGBTQI2S committee. Uh, I mean, 2, 2S yeah. Co- yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm community. I'm going to go home
2: and study my notes. Please, do.
0: Please, please do. please do, do, do. before yeah. you come back to this <laughs> table.
3: Yes, thank you.
0: God, I'm really sorry for the... It's 2022. they chose to bring to the table here. Uh, so she was participating in discussions on an internal message board for the Pride Liberation Project, and a section of the board advised students who are facing familial rejection or need to leave their home for another reason to reach out to Amy, who, by the way, is she, her, in case you didn't know, immediately. They work with Safe Space Nova, are an adult, and can provide you with much more information. They are also confidential. It also goes on to say that the group could rehome students who did not like their parents, pay them money, and have an adult pick them up to take them to their new lives and provide false documentation to hide children's whereabouts where they participated in gay activities. They said, we can provide you with emergency housing from a supportive, queer-friendly adult. We will work with other supportive organizations in the region to find you someone who can provide, who can provide you a kind and affirming home. It, guys, <clears throat> so oftentimes on this program, I say they are coming for your children. I literally mean they are coming for your children. They are literally talking about kidnapping your children so that they can make them gay and not tell you where they are. This is, we're talking about criminal activities here so that they can confuse your child sexually. How is it possible we're talking about this? Like, how, why is this even a conversation? Why is this a controversy? Like, wh- how is it possible that every single American is not like, yeah, that's not okay. How is it possible this is even a conversation?
1: Well, it's disgusting because think about how many times in your you know maturation as a child you disagreed with your parents mm-hmm. and now they have a channel and an avenue where they can just go get resettled to a new home. So I mean, this is the insane because you're supposed to disagree with your parents. Your parents are supposed to show you tough love. So for me and what you just said, this is not a conspiracy. They literally want to turn your kids gay and if they're not gay enough, they'll steal them or they'll cut off their genitals. I mean, that is a real harsh reality that we're currently under and it's a nightmare.
2: I mean, this is something that if we had a serious, you know, federal law enforcement agency in this country, this is something they should be investigating and saying, oh, so you're literally talking about kidnapping and rehoming children Mm -hmm. without letting their parents know. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, the amount of times that I thought, oh, I'm gonna run away, you know, I'm gonna run Mm -hmm. away. And just because you're at such a malleable age that you don't really know how hard life is. You don't even know what life really is, other than, you know, you go to school every day, you come home and maybe have an argument with your parents. I can't imagine, you know, kids at the impressionable age that they are now now having a bad fight with her parents, then having this avenue—you know—one text away. Hey, come have a random stranger pick me up so you can turn me gay. I mean, that's insane.
0: But but but, but we're talking about it. We were talking well, I mean, about it, Taylor. You, you, this is a thing that they're letting exist. Like, I mean, ha- you look at... I, I don't... I'm I mean, not mm. super surprised
2: that they're letting this exist. I mean, because you look at the... I don't remember, Eli Erickson, I think, that person on Twitter that literally has been sexually transitioning kids for years online. I mean, sending them... Yeah, uh, Sending them hormones in the mail. I mean, this is something that is obviously a reoccurring problem, but the FBI just... You know, oh, I'd rather less pro-life pastors that protest outside of abortion clinics.
0: Yeah, so, and, and just as a, a reminder before we have to go to break here. This is the chair of the National Association of School Psychologists, and she identifies as pansexual. She said, uh, I identify as queer, but I'm attracted to a very small but growing percentage of the population. Yeah, it's growing because of you.
2: I'm attracted to pants.
0: Uh, population, and so more trans-masculine non-binary folks who may or may not like women. What the hell is, sh- I don't even under, they've lo- I've already been lost. They
2: have their own language.
0: Tran- trans-masculine non-binary folks who may or may not like women. When I'm dating more trans-masculine people, one of the first things I ask, or even when I go out with them, is how out are you and what are you out as? Which is the same thing that I ask my students.
1: Wow, huh, that's the first day of class. What's your uh you know gender uh, orientation well, and this, sexual? How preference?
0: out are you and yeah. what are you out as that's, I mean this, that's what this she's person asking. is probably
1: the one that's
2: responsible for the counseling at the school that's so what I mean I the psychologist, so can you imagine you know, having a bad day at school and you come in and then the first question she asks you is, "Hey, how out of the closet are you you know and who do you like? But-
0: that's what i'm saying i'm like yeah like there's more growing percentage of the population who's identifying as this because you're you're putting it in their heads and you're like creating confusion and oftentimes a lot of mental disorders because you guys are bringing it up to them in the first place all right we got to take another quick break before my head explodes and uh, we'll be right back Uh, Jack Phillips, whose name you might remember, he was the Colorado baker who won a partial Supreme Court victory after refusing to make the wedding cake for a gay couple on religious grounds. This was back in 2013. Uh, he is now challenging another ruling that went against him over over a refusal to make a gender transition cake. So this is back from uh, 2017. Uh, Autumn Scardina placed an order with his cake shop in Denver for a blue birthday cake with pink filling to signify her gender transition. He obviously refused to fulfill the request. Uh, and he said, you know, he does not believe that someone can change genders and would not mm-hmm. celebrate somebody who thinks that they can, which the Supreme Court did try to affirm that he could do. And now, you know... This is a community who says that they just want equal rights. It, I don't know. It really kind of feels like pretty vindictive. Really, really feels that way. Private business. He did not, by the way, did not refuse to give them a cake. He just would not make one exclusively that represents something that he does not agree with. He has a bunch of other cakes that they could choose from if they wanted to purchase a cake from him. They choose not to do it because they're vindictive, petty assholes.
1: Well, I think he should be shut down because I tried to get him to make me a vaccine card cake and he said no for that, so <laughs> shut him down.
2: Uh, this guy's a legend. I mean, good on him. I mean, hope I hope someone him. has funding, though, uh, for his lawyer fees because that's what they're doing this for. Yeah, so th- th- they the really
0: ring. are. It's so sad to see. Um, all right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will see you Monday. Thanks, guys.
2: Stream and subscribe
3: to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.